0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCoG.org. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 49. While you're standing and turning to this chapter, Luke 12, verse 49. God gave me this message early and as I was sitting over here prior to coming up to the pulpit, I feel like I need to share with you that somebody here today needs to hear what I am getting ready to preach. Now you might say, well, that's a good thing for a preacher to say. Surely. You would hope that someone would need it. I believe God has a real word, a life-changing word for someone here today. Now, the message is simply entitled, Fire. This is Pentecost Sunday. And the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Why did God say fire? I think that there's many indications throughout the scripture as to why he said that. And in our text here today, in Luke chapter 12, Jesus said, I am come to send fire on the earth. And what will I if, I, if it be already kindled? I believe the fire is kindled. I believe the fire is is smoldering in some people and blazing in other people but if you do not have fire welling up today is your day now in pentecostal circles people will say wow that fire is for people to get happy it's for people to shout for people to uh, speak in tongues for people to praise god and all of that is good But fire is more than just that. Fire was sent to do some mighty works in our lives. Father God, let the fire fall here today. I pray, dear God, that you would well up within us. Let fire be so powerful in our lives that we will never be the same when we leave here and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, God bless you. Now this is Pentecost Sunday. When the first Pentecost was established by God, God descended in a thick cloud with, listen to this, with thunder and lightning. By the way, let me just throw this in. Yeah, you have. For those of you who are older, uh, who have ever worked with a record player, you understand that you have the normal speed, and then you have the real fast speed. And if you put put on the fast speed, it's like like that. You know what I'm talking about? Well, that was Perry Stone. So you probably are feeling like, wow, he is really dragging here. Okay, just bring it down a little bit. I got to thinking, man, he talks faster than I can think. But uh, anyway, on the first Pentecost, God manifested on a mount. and, And he descended on the mount in a thick cloud with thunder and lightning and fire and the voice of a trumpet. I want you to get a picture of this. Here's a mountain. Now, I've been to... The Rocky Mountains, and I've been to the Smoky Mountains, and and I have never seen anything like this, where all of a sudden you hear thunders. I've been where there was thunder, and and I've seen lightning while I was up there, but never did I hear the voice of trumpets blasting out. And, and so God was basically declaring his glory and showing his power to the people. And then when is the last time that you've experienced real fire in your spirit? When is the last time you've really experienced fire? Now, uh, the original Pentecost was the giving of the law Of Moses on the Mount Sinai so that's where God manifested and Pentecost simply means 50 pente does means 50 and it's 50 days from Passover unto Pentecost so Passover was 50 days ago and and we are celebrating what would back in Old Testament times would have been called the Feast of Pentecost and then with Pentecostals The outpouring of the Holy Spirit happened on the day of Pentecost, as we call it. And the Bible says, and when uh, uh, they were in one mind and one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And so on Pentecost, they received the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised. Now, fire is a gift from God. In both the natural and the spiritual. I wish I had a long time today to go into all of this. Because I found it intriguing as I read about the history of fire. And I don't have time to go into all of it. But I will say that the earth is the only planet known to be able to have fire because we have oxygen. And, and fire was possibly introduced here to uh, human beings by, um, possibly by lightning, okay? And eventually, human beings learned to harness fire uh, a, a fire breakout might happen because of lightning, and they would maybe carry some of it away, but lightning uh, was possibly the beginning of man being able to move into a different realm now listen well, a lightning strike one lightning strike can can have five billion joules, which would be basically able to uh, service a house with electricity for one month. So that I mean just one strike of lightning could give you man if we would just find a way to be a lightning rod and let let our light bill be paid that way but it hadn't happened yet. Now, I had a friend of mine that uh, I served on a board with and and he, he got struck with lightning two times and we, we would joke with him because he kept every hair perfectly in place. I mean, uh, he had them all numbered and all in the right place. And and anyway, he walked out to his mailbox and pow, lightning hit him and, and knocked him about 100 feet from where he last remembered. And then sometime later, he went back to the mailbox and pow, he got hit again. And our question was, did it mess up your hair? And, uh, but he lived through both of those lightning strikes and lightning is nothing to play with in the natural. But uh, here, God, when he manifested on the mountain, he manifested with fire, he manifested with lightning. And so fire uh, was brought about the ability to cook. Now that might not mean much to you, but it changed human beings. Because when humans were able to start cooking, when, when they would cook meat, it would break down carbohydrates. And, and so uh, because it was able to break that down, they said that the human brain started growing. Now some of us need to start eating more meat. It's just that simple. Come on now. And I'm one of them. But what happened, fire did a number of things. It broke down the carbohydrates, which in turn would increase brain size and functions according to what the History Channel said, okay? Now, fire helped create community. Everyone say community. Have you ever noticed that if there's a fire, people will gather? people build fire pits now and 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 if there's a fire truck we we're supposed to not follow too closely but we follow we've got to see where the fire is fire created community when some Uh, early ancestors of ours found fire and they were able to harness it a little bit when they brought it back to the camp. Don't think for a minute that that didn't change things because there was people who wanted to come around for a couple of things. One, it was light, it extended the day. Instead of them having to go into a cave and it be dark for a long period of time, they now found a way to extend the day and have light. But also, it brought heat to them. And if they were on a cold night, they found, hey, if you can go over to the Joneses over there, they have fire and it created community. It doesn't surprise me at all that God on the day of Pentecost said, I'm going to demonstrate my power with fire because I understand that fire will create community and that people will gather wherever the fire is. Now, I'm getting a little bit ahead but I wanna go ahead and throw it out here. That it was such a crowd that gathered around the upper room when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Thousands of people gathered because there was fire. It created community. If you want to draw people, if you want to be more likable, if you want to have more friends, get more fire. If you want to be a better husband, get more fire. If you want to be a better wife, get more fire. Now you might say, well, come on preacher. What does that have to do with me being a better spouse? What does that have? Well, uh, you know, it, it had something to do with you picking your spouse. It had something. Have y'all ever heard? I've got the hots for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Something goes on. There is a natural fire. There's a spiritual fire. And, and God allows that to be an emotion. And I, I hear it. All the time, people say, oh, I I have just fallen out of love. I, I have just lost my loving feeling for them. Well, then you need a dose of fire. and And it's amazing. Come on, go ahead, give God praise. It's amazing. The closer you get to God... The closer you get to your spouse, the closer you get to your children, the closer that you get to your neighbors when you get fire in your spirit. Someone say amen. Amen. So fire was good for gathering, for cooking, for heat, for extending the days, for helping ward off predators. I loved it when I read that. Fire wasn't just good for warming, but it was good For scaring away predators. Don't you understand that when God poured out the Holy Spirit and he used fire, (laughs) he was saying, you've got a predator. And the predator, I I just want to tell you, you can pull out your wallet and you can say, man, I'm loaded. And think that's going to impress the devil. The devil doesn't give a rip about if you're rich. He doesn't give a rip if you're poor. He doesn't care if you've got a pedigree longer than my arm. He doesn't care because it doesn't matter to him. The Bible says he's a thief and his, his job description is that he's come to kill and to steal and to destroy. He wants to destroy you. But here in, in this uh, definition, it says that a fire will, will help ward off Predators. Now the Bible says that we have a predator. The predator is the devil. The devil wants to destroy you. And some of you are allowing the devil daily to have place in your life and destroy what you're working so hard for. I think it's disgusting that human beings work so hard and they allow the devil to do so much tear down in their own home. Come on. I deal with it all the time where there's people who allow the enemy to attack their their little children, attack their family unit, attack their marriage, attack them individually. And, And there's no call for it. It doesn't have to happen. But we allow it because sometimes we don't have enough fire to ward off our predator. Understand this, when the devil sees enough fire, he's going to skip over you and get to someone else because he's not going to mess with God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So we just need to get a little bit more fire. And then I believe that fire will uh, definitely is a gift from God and that it will help us as we move forward. Now, when when God seemed to have an affinity for fire, it, it, all throughout the scripture, I do not have time today to go through all the scriptures that I looked at where God uh, had fire in the Bible, but I'm, I'm gonna give a few. Uh, uh, When he talked to Moses, he talked to Moses out of a burning bush that the bush was not consumed. That's in Exodus chapter 3. And then fire ran along the ground with hail uh, when Moses was uh, doing the plagues in Egypt. And fire just ran along the ground. God was showing his power. Uh, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and brought forth judgment with fire. And God rained down fire out of the uh, heavens according to Genesis chapter 19. When God manifested, he manifested in a pillar of fire uh, on Mount Sinai. Altogether, it was smoking because the Lord descended upon it in fire. <laughs> that, uh, the glory of the Lord was like fire uh, devouring in Exodus chapter 24. God desired burnt offerings by fire according to Exodus 29. Jesus' baptism, John declared that you would, there's one greater than I uh, that will come and baptize and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And, And then on the day of Pentecost, cloven tongues like as of fire sat upon Each of them, according to Acts chapter two, verse three, Jesus in the book of Revelation, his eyes were described as eyes of fire in Revelation chapter 19. And then I love this last one because the devil that has been fighting and trying to destroy uh, God's people Now, in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 10, the Bible says that the devil that deceived is cast into the lake of fire. Aren't you glad that God created fire? Amen. Fire. Now, in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 15, it talks about Jesus' baptism. And, And... uh, simply it was this, people were coming out from all around to be baptized uh, by John the Baptist. Jerusalem and Judea and the region of Jordan all around, they came to be baptized of John. Now John was the forerunner of Jesus and so here he is baptizing people, but John was an old-fashioned, holiness, hard-line preacher. You didn't want to go out. If you wanted to hear a seeker-sensitive sermon, John the Baptist was not the one to go hear. John the Baptist, man, I'm telling you, he laid it out. And he was preaching repent. But it wasn't just repent. He, he was telling them, you're a bunch of vipers and you're hypocrites. And, and, and you, you need to get Right. He was preaching it hard. He was preaching it straight. And then one time he said, wait a minute, y'all listen up. There's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unlatch. I'm, I'm, I'm just his forerunner. But when he comes, he's going to bring a baptism that's different than mine. I'm baptizing you with water, but there's one coming after me. He's going to baptize you with fire. And I want you to hear today that John, go ahead, give God praise. John was declaring Jesus Christ. Now they were confessing their sins and getting baptized. Wow, what a novel idea. Confessing your sins. If you want to get fire, you need to confess your sins. Now, some of us have never done wrong. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, boy, he's talking to you. Okay, I want everyone to help me out. Let's practice. Y'all just repeat after me, okay? I just want want you to practice. Everyone say, I I was was wrong. wrong. Did that kill anyone? Did that hurt anyone? Did that take anyone's life? Everyone's okay. Do I need to call our, our, our our safety team? Everyone's good. You know what would help a lot of families to get along? When a daddy would put his pride aside and look at the child and say, I was wrong. Come here. I want to make it right with you. What would make marriages better is when a husband or wife could look at each other and maybe even a tear or two go down the face and say, I just want to tell you, I was wrong. I wasn't right in how I treated you, how I talked to you, how I behaved in front of you. I want you to forgive me. But see, there's so many people that they will not confess their sin. That's why the fire goes out. Y'all help me out here. Yeah. You, you know, we, we've sung this little song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And, and, and I love that little song. That's a good little song. Goes on, hide it under a bush, you'll know. Y- y'all know that song, hopefully, okay? But I, I just wanna tell you, I, I've, I've grown a little bit to not like it as much as I used to like it because it says this little light of mine. I, I don't want to have a little light anymore. I, I wanna have a blazing light. I wanna be so full of fire. That people from all around can look up and say, that that one there is ablaze. That one there is on fire. That one there has something supernatural working in his spirit. That one there has uh, the joy of the Lord. And all of that is remnant pieces of fire. But it comes through confession. Now, I'm just telling you. It's not easy for me to look at my wife and tell her I'm sorry. It's not easy for me to look at her and tell her I was wrong and she was right. It's not easy for me to look up to Almighty God and say I was wrong because human nature wants to say I don't make mistakes. I'm me, I'm the man, I'm smart, I'm, I'm all that and a big bag of chips but no sometimes we must confess our sins and when i i'm just telling you if someone will do it today if you'll just start confessing to god god i've had a rotten attitude God, I've been self-centered. God, it's been all about me. God, I haven't really followed your leading. God, it's just been doing what I feel is right, and and I wanna confess that I have sinned, I've done wrong. I wanna confess to you, you're gonna start feeling something start burning inside. It won't be quenched with a Tums or a rollage because it's not that kind of burning. It's a burning in your spirit, and when that burning begins to happen, you start getting happy. You start getting joyful. You start feeling better about yourself. The things don't get on your nerves like they once did. In fact, when you get real fire burning in your heart, your wife gets prettier. Your husband gets handsome, more handsome. Uh, even that mean old boss that you had to deal with on Monday. He's not so bad after all when you get the fire of God burning in your spirit. Someone say amen. Now see, uh, John blows up the scribes and the Pharisees and he calls them vipers. You bunch of snakes. Now, I th- how, how would you like that? Oh, we're so glad to have you here today at Bethesda Church of God. You bunch of snakes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. And, and and it worked. People, look here. They were coming from Jerusalem, Judea, and the region round about Jordan for him to call them names. If I thought that'd work, I'd start calling y'all some names. But I'm afraid you'd call me some names back. And I, I don't want you to do that. But here, John now begins to prophesy. And he says one is coming mightier than i whose shoes i am not worthy to bear he will baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire and then listen jesus said jesus came along and he said I want to be baptized and john was like uh uh-uh, not me i'm just I- i'm not worthy to do that and jesus said suffer it to be so do it john Baptized. And so here's what happened. John baptized Jesus and, and the spirit descended on him and a voice, uh, a, a voice from heaven declares, this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased now let me give a little sound effects here i've baptized a lot of people i've never had it happen but can you just imagine now john has all these vipers around him all these people that he's been preaching tough to he baptizes jesus jesus comes up a dove descends on his head and then you hear this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased that get my attention Wouldn't that get your attention? Okay, and so there was a prophecy that there would be a different baptism, one by fire. Now, what Jesus said about the Holy Ghost in John chapter 14, verse 16 through 18, he said, I will pray to the Father, and he will send you another comforter. Now, that word comforter means an advocate, a, a, a go between Basically, a lawyer. Now, how many of you know that the devil is the accuser of the brethren? Yeah, the devil's an accuser. He wants to bring up all your past. He wants to make sure. Now, understand this. The devil accuses before God. When, when Job, before Job was tried, the devil went before God and said, Job is just living for you because you've—man, he's got money. Everything's going good. You take that from him, he'll curse you. He doesn't love you. He loves your money. He loves the things. He was an accuser, and God had more confidence in Job, and God said, you can— touch him, but you can't take his life. And, and Job went through the trial and Job went through it successfully. Hear what I'm saying. I'm just here today to tell you that some of us may go through trials. Some of us may go through problems, but we have a advocate, a lawyer, a go-between that will make intercession for us. Someone listen to what I'm preaching here today. Sometimes I don't know how to pray. And the Bible says when we do not know how to pray that the spirit will make intercession with moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered. I give all the glory to God. I was just one instrument, one part of this. But uh, some years back, Howie was very sick, and and he had been sick for quite some time. And and, and Julia called us over and said, Howie's real sick. We ne- we need to pray for him. So the Owens went over, and Jackie and I, and and, and we got over there. And and Howie was just so sick. I didn't know what was wrong with him. I didn't know what all was going on. But while we were praying, the the Holy Spirit started making intercession through me. And, And I started praying in tongues over him. As I, and and I wasn't the only one praying, so, I, I, but I'm just here today to tell you that the Holy Spirit knew what, how he needed. Now, see, I was limited. I could look at the outside and say, boy, that, he, just, he doesn't look like he feels good. And he, he, he looks like he's sickly. But I didn't know what all was going on, but God did. And the Holy Spirit started advocating between here and heaven and, and, God touched and healed him and raised him up. And I'm here today to tell you, God wants to allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you and be that advocate. Now, Jesus declares what is written in Isaiah prophetically. And he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel. Listen to what all it is. Uh, preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He was preaching and declaring this is what the anointing of the Holy Spirit is for to bring healing and help and hope. And today I'm preaching to you under the anointing of God and saying, God wants to heal you. God wants to raise you up. God wants to deliver you. God wants to give you hope again and he will do it. So we see Jesus felt the Holy Ghost was important. So Jesus commanded them to tarry in Acts chapter one, verse four through five. Now, have you ever been by a person on their deathbed? Yes. And most of the time, if they, if they have strength left in them, they, they want to tell what their last feeling is. Come here, let me tell you. And, and, and it might be something like, treat your mama right. It might be, I want you to live for the Lord. I want you to be faithful. Uh, whatever is their last thought, it's, it's what we hold on to. And here was Jesus about to be taken away. And what did he say? He, he told them in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. He said, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water. But ye shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And then it says, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And then, one chapter over, the promise happened. The fire came. There was an anticipation. Listen to me. These people went into the upper room, and they were praying. Days they had been praying But the Bible says, and suddenly there came a sound. Suddenly, there came a sound from where? From heaven. That wasn't a sound effect. It wasn't a group of people making noise. But the Bible says, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the place or all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit... Gave them utterance. Now, I just want to tell you, during the Perry Stone Revival, we had a number of our people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I am so thankful because this experience is, is for everyone. But I, I want to tell you, uh, God sent this gift to give you fire, which will ward off your enemies. It's fire to help you have community, it's fire that will cleanse. Fire that will draw. Fire that will teach. In fact, natural fire, they said, help your brain size. The Bible says when you receive the Holy Ghost, he will teach you all things. He will teach you whatsoever I have commanded unto you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Would you stand with me, please? So there is a need for Fire. But for whatever reason, human beings reject fire. We wonder why we are continually in the darkness. It's because we have rejected fire. But the fire has come here today. And the fire is here today for you to experience refreshing. There's two things that I want to see happen here today. Number one, I want every person that has not been baptized with the Holy Ghost, I want you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And how you receive is just like they did on the day of Pentecost. You just seek, Lord, fill me. Help me to receive the baptism. Lord, help me to receive this gift. And then if you'll Allow him. He will fill you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. But the other matter that I want you to, some of you have been going through dark times, dry times. You feel secluded. You've lost your sense of community. Maybe you've lost the zeal and the fire for your family and for your loved ones. And I want God to restore the fire in your life. I want God to restore the fire that needs to be in you. And that fire can happen today. That fire, that, and, and you might say, well, it, it can't be that simple. Well, let me tell you how simple it was on the day of Pentecost. This is what they were doing on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says the Holy Ghost filled the house where they were sitting. That simple. Well, they didn't have fast music playing and everyone clapping their hands. No indication of that. So how did it happen? See, it wasn't by their might was it by their power? Was it wasn't by their workup. It was by his power being sent down. Are you happy with your life? Let me ask you again. Are you happy? Are you happy with the fire you have in your home, in your personal life, in your marriage? in your personal spiritual life? So here's what I'm going to do. I I want my altar team to come. But today I'm going to ask every person, every person that will, I don't feel like calling you out today on individual things, but I'm gonna ask every person That would like to get just a little bit closer, a little bit more on fire, get some of the junk burnout that you used to deal with, that you've been dealing with, that today I'm going to make a move toward God and ask him to send the fire of Pentecost. Would every person, would you be so kind to just move toward the altar? Every person. Come on, very quickly. Help me out, do this. Preacher, I don't do the altar thing. That's probably why you don't have some of the fire that you could have. God likes for people to make a move to him, toward him. I can get my blessing without being around the altar. Yes, you can. But I just somehow believe today that drawing close to the altar is going to bring a difference in someone's life here today. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, move in, move in real tight. Move in real tight if you don't mind. Just keep moving in. If you have a need, and you want any of the altar team to pray for you, with you, I, w- I want you to just raise your hand and they're gonna move towards you. But I'm asking every person now, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you for moving toward the altar. Thank you so much. But I want there to be a simple prayer right here. I want, I want every person to examine yourself. And right now, Holy Spirit, look inside. And if you know that there's something in your life that ought not to be there, if you know that there's some junk that you've harbored and and it needs to get burnt out, you need to get it out of your life, would you right now say, Father God, I am sorry. I am sorry for what I've allowed in my life. I am sorry for the things that I've allowed to dwell in me and I'm asking you to please burn it out. Burn it out right now, Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Burn it out. Burn out that bad attitude. Burn out my, my that spirit that is not okay. Uh, burn out, dear Lord. My, uh, burn out the things that are causing me stress. Burn out the things that are causing me problems in my family and in my home and in my personal life. Come on, right now, would someone pray it out? I want you to verbalize, Lord. I I wish everyone here right now would just call on the Lord. Please, Lord. Please, Lord, right now, search me. Search me, dear God, if there's anything, if there's anything in my life, anything that ought not to be. Lord, if there's any sin, if there's anything that I've regarded... That is putting the fire out. Please God forgive me right now. God cleanse me through the power of the fire of Pentecost. Lord burn it away. Burn it away. I want to feel joy again. I I, I want the junk gone. I want the junk gone. So that I can rejoice in you again. Someone call out to God right now. Come on. Call out to God. God, do it for me, do it for me, Lord. I know I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, but I'm asking for your touch. I'm asking for your anointing. I'm asking for you, Lord, to bring a refreshing to my spirit. Now I'm going to ask every person in this building, If you do not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to raise up your hands. I want you to raise up your hands. And right now, I want you to say, God, I want you to fill me. I want you to fill me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Right now, right now, dear God. I need... That in filling power of the Holy Ghost, you said to go and tarry. I'm right here. I'm tarrying. And I'm believing that on Pentecost 2019, that you will send another outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Pour your Holy Spirit out on me. Lord, let the fire of Pentecost rejuvenate me. Let the fire of Pentecost empower me Lord I want to be a better witness I want to be a better servant fill me dear God right now with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost I yield myself to you Lord speak through me Lord fill me Lord give me that which was promised in Jesus name In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, right now I feel, oh, I want want everyone to keep your head bowed for a moment, but listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to pray a prayer. Right now, there is someone that God is going to. Oh, listen to me today. God is gonna set somebody free from your bondage that you've been in. This is what I feel impressed to say. All your life, all your life, you've been searching for joy. You've been searching for fulfillment. Nothing has done it today. Today is your day. Father God, as your servant, right now, right now, dear God, oh Lord, there's someone that I am praying for right now that they have been searching. They have been searching all their life for fulfillment. They haven't been able to find it in the things of this world. They haven't been able to find it in even in relationships. But Lord, I'm praying right now that you would send the fire. Send the fire into them. A fire that will burn out the, the impurities. Burn out the, the, the weeds and the, and the growth that is taking their joy away and taking their life away. I pray, dear God, right now. Oh, Jesus. Someone right now, God's doing it for you. Listen, God's giving it to you right now. If you'll receive it, God's given you this. God's given you the freedom right now. God, in your name, in Jesus' name, in the name above all names, great I am. I pray that you would send help and deliverance and hope and happiness and joy right now in the name of Jesus Christ to all who will receive. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at bethesdacog.org. God bless.